In the United States alone, over 15 million people currently hold hunting licenses. Hunting is something that some people love and other people hate. It's one of the more controversial hobbies that a person can have, especially when it comes down to what you are hunting. Big game hunters are known to get a lot of negative attention, and it only gets worse when some people choose to hunt the biggest game of all. Man. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the 1995 death of Bruce Dodson, a man who was originally believed to have been killed in a hunting accident. The truth is so much worse. Today's episode was recommended by a listener named Jewel, so huge thank you for sending this in, Jewel, and I have to say that I was not expecting the details that I found in this case. I actually ended up moving the episode back because I wasn't quite sure how to frame it. You know that I always try to be respectful, but I honestly feel like a reality TV show would be better equipped to handle this because of the depth of scandal involved. This is a story that is better suited for a dramatic movie than real life, but at the end of the day, a man was murdered. And betrayed. This crime occurred in Colorado, and like many other states, hunting is a very common practice here. People will venture out during all seasons to hunt, and this case took place in October of 1995. On the day in question, police received a frantic call from Janice Dodson. Something terrible had happened. While camping and hunting, her husband had been shot. Now, we live in a world where true crime is really common, so I don't think any of us are too surprised to hear that someone was shot. But it's important to understand that this wasn't inherently suspicious. The article that Jules sent actually said that there was over a hundred other accidental hunting shootings that year. So this does happen. A lot of people head out with the idea of being a hunter and end up being mistaken for prey. So police assume that the shooting was just an accident, and the scene certainly added to it. Bruce Dotson's hunting vest was next to him, not on him. His wife was devastated, begging to know why he wasn't wearing it at the time. Without a safety vest, it's much easier to look like prey out in the forest. Police believed that this was what happened. At least they did until they saw the autopsy. It's standard for investigators to conduct an autopsy in this kind of case just to make sure that everything is normal. They were looking for a rogue bullet that had mistakenly shot Bruce. What they found instead was three bullets. And at that point, this accident starts to look really suspicious. One might be an accident, but three spoke of intent. Police believed that someone wanted to kill Bruce. But then the question was, who? 
police were curious to learn who else was in the area besides the Dodsons, and their research led them to uncover something fairly concerning. Janice's ex-husband, a man named J.C. Lee, was camping nearby with family and friends that very same weekend. So, this raised quite a few red flags. When asked, Janice said that her ex-husband didn't like anyone that she dated. Her friends painted an image of a young woman who needed to escape a troublesome home life and ran off with the man who offered her that freedom. They had two kids together, but this relationship wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. 20 years into their marriage, JC left Janice for a younger woman. But police were more interested in the fact that JC was a known, trained hunter. In fact, JC was who the Dotsons could thank for their trip out into the wilderness at all. He was the one who taught Janice how to hunt and how to navigate the area. So, after three months of marriage, she convinced Bruce to head out there too so she could share her knowledge with him. This was his first hunting trip. And his last. The first officer on scene was camping nearby and heard Janice's frantic screams. Janice started understandably begging him to help. He ran off to get help from the authorities, but when he got back to the scene, it was disturbed. Janice had placed a blanket over Bruce, which, while well-meaning given there was snow on the ground, also meant that she possibly messed with evidence. This became a much bigger concern when police suspected murder. Janice told them that she was flushing out game so Bruce could shoot them, and they had agreed to meet back at the campsite at a set time. That was about all that she got out before she became so distressed that they had to airlift her to a local hospital. She was devastated. After only three months together, her husband was dead. Then, police got even more disturbing news. Not only was JC in the area, but he had reportedly claimed that his gun was stolen that very day. The gun matched the weapon that was used to kill Bruce. Pairing this with Janice saying that her ex-husband wasn't fond of who she was dating, the scene started to look pretty dark. But with his friends and family, JC had an alibi. Naturally, they assumed that he had either slipped off or that they were covering for him. But then, JC told police something even more strange. He told police that a couple of weeks before their wedding, Janice had stopped by his house hoping to reconcile. It seems that no one knew that Janice was possibly having doubts about her new future husband. She believed that JC was her soulmate. But when he declined her, she decided to marry Bruce anyway. Now, I think we can all agree that these are not exactly the actions of a woman in love. But maybe she really was just confused or having wedding jitters. At least that is what one could assume. But then, police learned something unusual. Right after their marriage... Janice had Bruce set her as the sole beneficiary of his will. 
This might just be an indicator that she was well on top of her personal admin work, but the three life insurance policies that she took out on him told a very different story. Janice was actively badgering the companies to give her the payouts that she believed she was owed. There was just one problem. The policies covered accidental death, not murder. Though she had been so hysterical that she needed to be airlifted, Janice suddenly seemed like she was quite capable of making decisions and handling all of these tasks that most others would struggle with. Through the will in place, she inherited everything. All of Bruce's money, his car, and his properties all went to Janice. She even inherited his favorite horse that he loved dearly. Within a month of his death, Janice sold everything. She was later seen having a good old time gambling in a casino, too. Not exactly the actions of a grieving woman. At this point, police knew that she likely killed Bruce, but they couldn't prove it. Within a year, she was remarried. She also took out new life insurance policies on her new husband, too. When police first stumbled upon the scene, Janice explained that she had changed into new clothes. Police had those clothes, and this is where they found their evidence. Janice was wearing a jumpsuit on the day in question and claimed that she had changed because she had walked through the bog. This particular bog had a very specific kind of clay that could only be found in that area. Investigators didn't find this clay on Janice's clothes. Instead, they found the exact kind of dirt that could be found near her ex-husband's campsite. And with this, they had her. It appeared that JC's gun had been stolen, and it was his ex-wife who did it. It took five full years after his death, but she was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Now, when I saw the title, I thought that this case would be fairly interesting, but I have to say I was not expecting any of this. This woman confessed her love to her ex, got rejected, and killed her new husband within three months of being with him. And that really isn't all, right? It seems pretty clear to me that Janice was trying to frame her ex-husband for her new husband's murder, and that level of malice is just too much for me to process. Did she kill Bruce just to get back at her ex for leaving her? Or did she decide that she wanted money and not a new husband and decide she would just get rid of both men with one action? I don't know what her thought process was, but I know that anyone who's capable of pulling off a crime with that many levels and that much awful intent is definitely the kind of person who doesn't deserve to be a part of society. And I hope that any loved ones that she had saw exactly how she treated the people that she claimed to love and acted accordingly. It seems pretty clear that Bruce loved Janice, but he was nothing more than a pawn to her. 
So, if you want to discuss the terrifyingly high number of crimes carried out by friends and family against friends and family, bitter divorces, or proper hunting etiquette, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys.